this is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, hits the right, gets to the 20. He's in the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Swings down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down. in post. And it's good. Click, 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 boom. What's going on, faithfuls? It's your boys, Mike and Tony. Guys, we are back to bring you guys some of our favorite draft prospects of this 2023 class, as well as the final mock for NB Niners. Tony, how you doing over there, man? Good, good. I can't complain. Um, I finally had a, a full day off of work, had some errands to do and stuff like that. Um, and uh, we're recording today's Wednesday, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Drafting tomorrow, twenty-four yeah. hours from now, we will be in front of the computers watching the draft live. This is going to be interesting. That's it. We're going to be live covering the draft. Uh, obviously, nothing planned for uh, the first night as of now. Um, yeah, we're just going to be talking Niners football during the draft and watching the picks come off, the players come off the board, talk about them a little bit, and that's it. But I'm getting I'm ready for tonight to talk about what we have planned to talk about and uh pretty much Yeah, man, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Now, Tony, there's been some uh news and nuggets since the last time we've done a show on this channel. Do you want to go over any of that stuff or do you want to just jump right into the prospects and things like that? We've yeah. heard from John Lynch, some players that spoke. Like what, what you want to yeah. touch on any of that? Yeah, it's fine. We, I didn't hear any of the players talk. That's the only thing. But. Well, let's let's talk about John Lynch. There was a lot of takeaways that people made there. A lot of uh, people think that um, I tell you what. What what were your biggest takeaways? Because I I was just on with um, we'll say Zach and Matt, but Matt was the host yesterday. Zach wasn't there, uh, so I just went over a lot of some of the stuff that I thought. But what were your thoughts on the John Lynch presser? What were any takeaways? Any any clues or anything you think he left behind? Uh, some breadcrumbs for people to follow. What what were your takeaways from that? Um. I have a couple things. Um, number one, he went off from his normal, um, uh, his speech of like, you know, if an offer's made for Kyle, I'll trade him if it's good enough. And, you know, trade me a little bit by when someone was asked if, if they have, if they have received phone calls on Nick Bosa, that was completely shut down. And that's the first time I ever heard, well, heard John say, no, that's it. 
I've never heard that before on any player with the 49ers. Not even Debo. Everyone is open up to an offer. If the offer is good, we will go for further and discuss it. But immediately he shot down Bosa. But he didn't shoot down Trey. He didn't shoot down Ayuk. He had a couple things, if you read in between the lines, with Ayuk, we're working on something. We're hopefully working on something special for Ayuk. Um, I kind of thought that was a little bit weird, out of the norm. Um, but in the other hand, he kind of said, like, you know, we have big plans this year. We want IU to be a part of it. So he played the both sides there. And then um, the whole thing with McGlinchey, um, you know, we talked about this on the phone. Us as Niner fans and content creators, whatever you want to call it, guys just talking shop about football, we were under zero assumption that the Niners were shopping Mike McGlinchey last year. Zero. Zero. And it came out this year. Now, could that be a situation that's going on behind closed doors with Ayuk? You know, he did not say Ayuk will be here. Like, he, he made a little speech. And I'm not saying I want Ayuk to go. But if you look at the, the structure, the salary cap with this team and this roster, if they do extend Ayuk to a big deal, yeah, they could sneak him by for a year or two with minimal. But eventually you're going to have to pay him. And I mean, not paying, but eventually that's where the big money's going to start kicking in with the escalators and the increases. And I just can't see this team invest, invested potentially almost 40 to $50 million in two receivers. This team's not built to, to be able to handle that as far as the structure of their financial uh, salary cap. Again, I'm not saying I want IU out. I'm not saying I want anybody out. But I just feel like where there's smoke, there's fire especially with the two guys that he did not shut down. Like he shut down Nick Bosa. And if you're talking about money and, and how much it's going to cost to extend them, Nick Bosa is going to cost the most out of the two of them combined. If you think about it. So it, it, it's kind of like, all right, what's going on here? And, and they're very, and another thing that off script from John Lynch's presser, Everyone is picking up their options on these guys for their fifth years now. Why is he going to wait till after the draft? Why? You know what I'm saying? I, I there's no there's nothing that's going to happen in the draft that's going to change the structure of their salary cap to wait and see till after the draft. So that tells me something's up. Yeah, I mean the. One thing I will say about the Niners is that they like to announce stuff super late, as late as possible, um, even with the, the coaching staff, right? All the rest of the teams in the NFL had officially released their new coaching staffs. Meanwhile, the Niners were like, oh, yeah, that's right. We're supposed to do that, aren't we? And it came out, what, two weeks after all the other teams did theirs, right? So, I mean, I, I do think that they uh, they wait to – let that kind of information out, but it will be interesting to see if they exercise that fifth year option. They also uh, on, on, um, on IU in particular, they also didn't announce that they're not. So teams have already come out and said certain players, they're not going to be picking up the fifth year option on the Niners yeah. haven't done that either. And I, that was a lot of what I took away from John Lynch. I listened to what he said, but more importantly, I listened to the things that he didn't say uh, dur during that presser. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be really interested and intrigued as, as what the, what they do uh, just going forward with the whole roster. 
Um, we're, we're, in, we're in a bit of a spot right now. Uh, we don't have a lot of players um, locked down for the future. And I, I don't know how you're going to lock them all down. I, I just don't know how it's going to happen. Like you said, uh, investing what is it's going to end up being, what, $30 million in two quarterbacks a year? Yeah. I mean, two, I'm sorry, two wide receivers. I didn't mean to say quarterbacks. Two yeah, wide no, receivers no. a year, that's, that's going to be pretty steep. It really, really is. And then what is even – let's just say they were negotiating for Brandon Ayuk. Let you be the agent. Or you just tell me your thoughts and you don't have to play a role or anything. But if you're Brandon Ayuk and his agent and you're negotiating with the Niners an extension, do you want more, less, or the same as what Debo Samuel got? Definitely not taking less. And you're same... the, now, Again, you're the agent. So I want you yeah, speaking. No, I mean, obviously as the agent – representation rep, uh, representing uh Brandon Ayuk you're, you're shooting for more than Debo right because we all agree he's the better if you will well-rounded wide receiver but I still think Debo's more dangerous with the ball in his hand yeah but Debo's a better weapon but one's a better receiver I get it if you're negotiating as a wide receiver I mean he's going to shoot for more than Debo because right any negotiations if if you're the seller, you're shooting high. If you're the buyer, you're shooting low. And can you can come, you hear that knocking in my background? Not at all. Okay, all right, good. It sounds like my dryer is trying to run away. So something's got it all, or maybe it's the spin cycle on the wash. I don't know what it is. It's probably off balance. Yeah, something is there in there, a little one sided. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Now, if you're the team, what do you want to offer? Him more, less, or the same as I mean, you would like to bring him in for less, but then it's going to come up to the point where you're going to have to bring him in near or very close, or if not the same as what Debo is making. I, I, I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know how you handle a situation like that with you know, Debo's salary cap number is 28 million next year. I don't think people realize that it's a lot of money. Um. Yeah, and everyone's oh, they'll restructure him. Yeah, well, keep kicking that money down the road, and like you're gonna get caught. It's gonna catch up to you sooner or later. It's just what you know. They gotta make the decision, and I think this draft is gonna tell you what their plans are for 2024 and going forward. If you see them jump up to grab a tight end, if you see them jumping jumping up to grab another piece that is that that it, it's a it's a, a player on the back end of his deal where they have that room to jump out of it, that could be what's be what, what could be going on right. I mean, the linebacker group, I think they're safe. I don't think Fred Warner's going there. I think Drake Greenwood isn't even going there. I think Trent Williams, it's up to him. Wherever he, whenever he wants to leave, he's going to leave. Um, but Kittle, like, you know, Armstead, you got guys in that range where, you know, and by all means, hear, hear me out. I'm not saying I want these guys gone, but you're going to have to get to a point where you're going to need to make a business decision. Take yourself away from being the head coach and being like, you know, the players coach and this becomes a business decision you can't keep right. this and keep this 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 and this and that's why like you know they keep pushing that agenda of the Niners reached out to uh Baltimore for Lamar Jackson there is no effing way in hell they could do a deal for Lamar Jackson right now they can't that, and that's that's why I don't take any credence in the stuff that comes from outside you know the national the the national people 
right? Like, unless you're someone close to the team um, saying it, I'm not personally buying it because John Lynch just shot it down it, during during the presser. He just shot it yeah. down. He was like, the way our, our salary cap is, we, we couldn't make a deal for him if we wanted to. So See, right like- after that comes the, the national story. Oh, the 49ers inquired about – stop it. Like, no. No, I, I really don't think that's the case. I really, really don't think that's the case. So it, it is what it is. Let me ask you this question really quick. So, when's the last time – because you're, you're, you're the draft guy. When's the last time the Niners traded away a player during the draft? I know a player we acquired during the draft was Capri Bibbs, but I don't know the last time they traded away a player during the draft. It's it's very rare. Um, oh, Trent Brown. The year they drafted yep. McGlinchey, they traded Trent That's Brown. Right. That's right. You are 100% correct. And just one thing about Trey Lance, like I don't want to say I don't want I I'm not saying he needs to go. He's not good. I'm not saying that. But if you look about, if you look how this team went about this offseason, who they're doing their due diligence on in the draft process, who they signed, and the type of contract that they signed Sam Darnold to. I, I, I got to be real with you. I just – I don't have a good feeling about Trey Lance being here. And I'm taking all the outside shit and throwing it out the window. If you just look at the way – if you hear what they're saying, not, not the media, if you hear what they're saying, like how we feel really great about our quarterback room now, like why is that word there? Now. What does now mean? It means right now. We're looking at yeah. our room and we like it. Does that mean that's going to say, for now, we're good? But, like, what if if you're sold on what everything you have under your on your roster right now, listen, we feel great about our quarterbacks um, going into this season. We have Sam. We have Brock coming back from the injury. We feel good about the surgery. We have Trey coming off his ankle surgery. We're looking to throw the balls out and let them all compete. We feel good about what we have going into this season, and we're willing to ride with these three going into this season. Not once did I say for now. For now opens up that door, whereas if something comes up, sure, we'll look into it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when it was Montana, Young, and Bono, you never heard them say, yeah, we're good for now. No. Those three – what time? how much – those three damn guys – we're the three quarterbacks of the San Francisco 49ers. There's no questions yeah. asked. There is a lot of open, like gray areas left open with this team. And it, it's it's like, I don't know if they're playing a mind game. I don't know if they're trying to draw a market for them. I don't know. But it's, it's just crazy. All right. And you mentioned Sam Darnold's contract. I, I was just looking at it. Uh, he got the one year 4.5, but only three and a half were guaranteed. Uh, at the time of signing, what uh, do you think Sam Darnold is worse, even to, or better than Nate Sudfeld, who they gave a two million guaranteed contract to? I think I think 
Darnold's a better fit for what Kyle Shanahan wants to do than Subfield is. I, in my opinion, as far as his skill set and his uh, ability and tools, I think he's a better quarterback than Sudfeld. I think Sudfeld's a guy that's just going to stand there in the pocket and let it rip down the field, um, and that's it. You have a guy that can move. You can guy who can throw on a run. I mean, I think his best throw came against us yeah. versus the Jets during the COVID season where he was rolling left and threw the ball against his body going to the right, and it was yeah. two-point accuracy through two defenders. So yeah. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm well, I'm willing to roll with the Darnold over the Sudfeld project because, listen, Darnold has more experience starting. Yes, you know, seeing the ghost and all that stuff. But I was listening to Twitter today. I was on Twitter today, and I saw that video with um, not Carson Palmer, but who's Palmer's brother, the quarterback coach? I forgot his first uh, name. Uh, Jesse Palmer, not Jesse Palmer. I was about to say Arnold, but that's a drink. Yeah, that's a but drink. But I know, I know you're talking about Brian, but, Sam. I don't know, but he's working with Darnold, and he—I don't know if he intentionally said this or it slipped. He said he's starting for the 49ers this year. Yeah, Jordan, Palmer. Jordan, thank Jordan. You. That's right. Good job, Chad. Um, but yeah, he he said like you know, he started with him. He started with the Niners this year, and I was kind of like, wait a second. I think that's him gassing his guy up, honestly, though. I mean, I, I would say the same thing if I'm training somebody. Yeah, but the, here's the flip side of that. If you go back and look at the contract, he has the ability to make up to $11 million, and that's based off incentives. Now, playing now, time, much like how they did with Jimmy's uh, one year deal. Now, or, my yeah. thing is, how old is Sam Darnold? 20. Hold on, I got it right here. Sam Darnold's age. He 25. is twenty-five. He'll be he'll be he'll be twenty-six by the time the season starts, though. All right, he's so he's gonna be twenty-six years old, and he's signing with a team that's probably one of the best teams, including the USC team, that he's ever played for or played with. Yeah, probably the best coaching staff he's ever been around. And why is a twenty-five slash twenty-six year old? Signing with a team on an incentive-laden deal to be the third-string quarterback, like I just think that there's so the way they operate, they could say, "Well, we got this because we did this, and we could use this." And we, if this deal didn't come through, we didn't feel we were good with that deal. We can use him, or you know, let's let let's let him sit a little bit and play him. Like they just do stuff. This team, it's it's mind-boggling, and you try to figure it out, but. Jordan Palmer made a very good point, and it's kind of what I just said, how this is the first time he's going to be on a team as powerful of a team in the NFL that he's ever been on, and it's what the 49ers, what Kyle Shanahan calling plays, and with the offensive weapons around them. And now if you're listening to the Frank Gores raving about him, according to Matt Barros, if you listen to now Christian McCaffrey building them up, what is going on? It, uh, I have a simple answer, and it's that this team and the people associated with it are confident in their players, and whoever may be under center, they're going to get behind, and they're going to they're going to be confident in them. I've never heard anyone say, "Oh, this quarterback that's on our team, yeah, he's trash." He's not. No, trash. you'll never hear that. But what I'm trying to say is, okay, we saw what Brock did. Granted, Brock's coming off that surgery, but now, you know. It's Trey. 
But now Sam Darnold. But now they're looking at quarterbacks, bringing in D, uh, Demetrius Ro- Thomas Robin, DTR, whatever his damn name is, three or four times meeting with him, bringing in this guy to meet with him, bringing in this guy to meet with him. Something is just not sitting right. And I'm going to tell you this right now. My hot take is this for this NFL draft. If the Titans, if the Texans can't get a quarterback in the first round, Trey Lance will be traded to one of those teams for a second for a second round pick and potentially other picks thrown into a package. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you. I just have that feeling, and I was listening to um who's the guy on ESPN? Olowski. Orlowski, Dan Orlowski, whatever his damn name is, he mm-hmm. made a very valid point. And I, I can't confirm if this is true or not, but he said that it was Rand Carthon who was the biggest advocate for Trey Lance, who was pushing for Trey Lance. Now let's rewind the timeline. What happened when Rand Carthon got hired as the GM in Tennessee? Who was the first person that tweeted this? Lance. So is it possible? Yes. Again, I'm not saying I want this trade to happen, but if you you have those two teams that can't lead a, land a quarterback, and they publicly said, like, you know, they're kind of on the fence with Tannehill, and they don't they didn't like what they seen from that kid from the previous year. Uh Jordan no, Mac Willis, Mark Willis, the, the quarterback that they took last year. My yeah, thing is uh, Malik. What'd you say? Malik Willis. Malik, yeah. This is my thing, right? Everybody wants to pick their quarterback, right? Every And this goes for the Texans, too. Everyone wants to pick their quarterback. Now, I'm going to use the Texans as a perfect example. You have D'Amico Ryans as their head coach, first-year head coach. They need a quarterback. But they also could use some weapons on defense. Now, he's a former defensive coordinator. What better opportunity? And look where he came from, a team that heavily invests in defensive line pass rushers, linebackers and stuff like that, where he can come out of the first round with two dominant defensive players instead of taking a shot on the kid from Kentucky or taking a shot on the quarterback from Stroud from Ohio State and saying, yeah, you know what, let's take him here. When you have an opportunity, and this is what Olowski and Keyshawn Johnson were going back and forth with today, and it kind of made sense. You already had this guy in your locker room. You know what he's like. You know his 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 makeup. You know his uh, commitment, his dedication, his work ethic. And you could get that for a second-round pick who, by the way, played in your system that you currently have in Houston. I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying I definitely want this to happen, but, like, you know, it, it kind of lines up for that. I think – I think the flip side to it is both of those guys know what the Niners would need in order to get Trey Lance. And I think that that deal would have happened already. I really do. I think, I don't think they would wait till the draft to do it. I really, I don't think they would have done that. I think that if, if, if Carthan wanted him, I think he would have told the Niners already and that would have been in the plans already. And I think they wouldn't wait till draft day to do it because now what happens is, Whatever whatever compensation you think you're going to give the Niners for it, for him, for any of those players, by the way, I think that the Niners have to reset their whole draft board. Well, we're picking way down here. If we're going to move up, we're going to package these picks. This is as high as we're willing to go in a trade-up if the right talent falls. 
Uh, don't just pop it on me. Okay, now here's a second round pick. And it's like, okay, well, now who are we going to go after? Uh, we we just bashed them for trading up to a spot, not for a player, right? Like that was the big yeah, critique. But I think that's different, Mike. That that's that was different. They screwed up with that that whole situation. I think they're prepared. I think they're prepared for two situations: having a higher pick than than the ninety nine pick, and staying at ninety nine and making their pick. Because you got to look at something. The way they're selling this kid and the way they're talking about this kid, they're clearly looking to try to do something with him. And if it doesn't fall through, they keep him. So they're playing both sides of the field right now. So I think their draft board is set for two multiple scenarios. That's just Should the way be. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And the way this team runs their draft room and the way they operate and how like coordinated they are, they're very well put together. I will tell you that. And they're very, very meticulous on their draft and how they set their, their boards up in their rankings. Yeah. I think that, um, well, no, I don't think I know. I know the Niners trade Brock. They trade Trey. If they trade Sam, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed that they're getting rid of any quarterback so early. It's it's it, to me, it's absurd. You have no idea how, Lance is going to come back. You have no idea how Sam Darnold's going to look in the system. You have no idea how Purdy's going to come back. And to get rid of anybody with so much uncertainty at the quarterback spot from all three of those guys, it's super irresponsible to me. Super irresponsible. Mm. I just think that's a, that's, a, that's a huge, huge reach and risk, especially when your team was so damn close last year. It just doesn't make any sense. You you go through four four guys and you didn't have enough to finish the the biggest game of the year, and it's like okay, well now let's get rid of somebody because just because I, I, it just if they were to do that, I think that's the most irresponsible thing this organization has done, including drafting Solomon Thomas third overall, including drafting Trey whatever it is I, that that would be the most irresponsible thing this team has done since they've been here, and I just don't see them making that kind of decision like that. I don't. But we'll, I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong, and and we'll, we're going to find out. I, I see what I see it as different because the way I see it is, if they go with Trey Lance, and now Trey Lance shits the bed like for real, and there's no injuries involved, you're not getting nothing for him. Now there's a question. My issue is this: right, we're talking right now off of what we see on Sunday, or Monday, or Thursday. They see a ton more than us, and they don't tell us, and they don't talk about it and make it public. My only thing is, if if the issue is, if they saw enough to say, we're, we're sure we're taking calls, we're taking calls, but we're not calling people, but we're taking calls. Well, if you're not calling people, that means you don't want to trade him. But on the other hand, you're taking calls and you're listening. So. If they were truly truly invested and they felt they saw enough in the practice to say, yes, he will be in competition for Brock Purdy going forward, I don't think you make those – you don't take those calls. And you're leaving an open scenario where you, well, you are willing to deal. You have to take the calls. We're in year three. Year four is coming up next year where they need to make that decision. But you, that you decision have to is take a very it. costly one. You, you have to take every call that comes in. Every call. But they're not taking calls on Bosa, though, Nick. 
Um, my sorry if, sorry. if someone if someone calls and says, "Hey, uh, we wanted to talk about potentially trading for Nick Bosa," no, they still took the call. They still got a call. They still heard it. They still said no. I got you. Okay. That, that, that's not what I'm saying. And that's kind of what they do. Right. Right. And th- but I that's what they, that's basically what's happening with Lance right now. And that's what's happening with Ayuk. I, I hear you, but no, that's not it. Now, saying that's not enough is very different than no. We know right now the only solid no, like you said in the beginning of this, is Bosa. But if they get a call about Lance or Ayuk, it's like that's not enough. Sorry. And then they're they're deading it because if it was enough, then something would have happened. Or let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Excuse me. If Brock Purdy did not get hurt, do you think the Niners would take a call on him? On Brock Purdy? Yes. I I think they take calls on anybody not named Nick Bosa. I I don't think they would do it. And I still think that they should not be trading anybody, but they, they've come out and said it themselves. Everybody can be traded. That's that's what they said. Everybody. And then John Lynch said Nick Bosa, no hotline or whatever. He said something about the, that hotline is shut down, something like that. Whatever his whatever his quote was, but that was he's the only one. He's the only one. I guess we'll see. Yep, it's it's gonna be fun, man. And I I am so excited. And I'm telling you, like when you go into something with no expectations, it's all excitement. And that's exactly where I am for this whole draft process. It's exactly how I am. So uh I'm I am excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Um tomorrow night we will be live during the whole first round. We will be live during the whole second round and the whole third round on Friday. Um, and for the whole thing on, on Saturday as well, we might not have much to talk about. I'm going to be on here clowning. I'm telling you now, like for all the people that plan on joining and we have a nice little lineup of people that are going to be popping in and everything. Um, I'm going to be clowning the whole time. I'm just going to be talking shit (laughs) and having fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's go ahead and get to this. Uh, let's go ahead and get to this, this, uh, show now. We're going to talk about some prospects. You want to start with prospects, right? You want to yeah. start. You want to highlight a couple of guys here. Sure. Yeah, we'll do that. That's fine. All right. So you you pick the position, and uh, we'll just highlight some guys that we think are ideal for the 49ers. We're not just going to talk about this guy's really good, right? Like we're we're not going to sit here and talk about uh, who who's the top tackle in this draft. Uh, with the kid from Ohio State, I think. So we're we're not going to waste time talking about him because yeah. he's. He's too far out of reach. So we're going to look at a realistic set of guys uh, who could fall to where we are or be close enough for us to trade up and acquire. And then the rest of them will be guys that are within reach. All right. So you pick the position group and uh, I'll pull up my information. I got my whole, my draft guide is here. I am ready. You guys see it here. All right. So you pick the position. And uh, I'll give you my highlighted guys here and why I have them as fits for the Niners. And uh, we'll, we'll just we'll finish it up like that. And then we'll head into the draft, the mock draft. Go ahead. Start with right tackles. Go ahead. Right. Start with tackles. Yeah. All right. So let me get my let me get my tackle page out. You can uh, you can kick off with one of your guys and, I, and I'll give you one of my guys. Here are my tackles here. So. This I, I do have a tackle here that I like from Maryland. Now, I don't know what his final grade is. 
I guess I could pull that up while we're talking. His name is Jalen Duncan. All right. Um, now I have a note here that says I would redshirt this guy. Um, because I have him listed as a Trent replacement, not as a right tackle. You said tackles, right? We're not just going right. Yeah, we'll do both. Okay. But just specify where you think he's going to be. I uh, got you. Okay. So his name is Jalen Duncan. All right. He was with, uh, he was the offensive tackle for Maryland. All right. Now I'm sure he has a pretty high draft grade on him already. Um, I think he could be a starting left, left tackle, maybe not right out, right out the gate, but I think that he's somebody that could earn that potentially. Um, he would be able to sit back and learn. Um, he's got, he's got some things to work on his, his feet work really, really well. Uh, but he's got to learn to tie his hands and his feet together uh, at the same time. His athleticism and strength are, are phenomenal. Um, he's got the physical skills. Let me see what it says. Physical skills to be a starter at the senior bowl. Duncan was uneven in his performance, but he displayed he has a good skill set to work with. All right. So if this guy falls down, I see him. I see the Niners being willing to pick him up and stash him as a Trent Williams. Let me be very clear what I'm saying a Trent Williams future replacement. Okay. That's Jalen Duncan from Maryland. I wonder if we could play highlights and not get flagged. Like while we're talking about guys, I guess it's too much to do too much back and forth. We'd be sharing screens all night. Um, have, have you seen anything about this guy, Jalen? Yeah, I like him. I have him on my list as well. Um, I see him more as a left tackle. Like you said, um, one second, I'm trying to load this. I'm pulling up the NFL site here. They have a uh, they have an overall grade on him of a 73. Um, they have him as the 11th ranked tackle. All right, uh, he ran a five one four five one forty. Ten yard split was one point seven eight. He had a vertical jump of thirty one and a half. Wow, and a broad jump of nine and a half. Um, He's got a prospect grade of 6.0. All right. So that's that's a good one as well. Uh, he's 6'6, 306 pounds, uh, 33, 5 eighths arms with uh nine and a quarter hands. All right. Red shirt senior. All right. From uh New New Carlton, Maryland. So uh what are your thoughts on him, Tony? I like him. I think he's probably one of the best guys that showed that he could. In situations where he gets bull rush, he anchors well. Um, he anchors well. He's experienced. I believe he was a four-year starter there, three- or four-year starter. Four-year uh, starter, yep. He was a four-year starter. This is off the top of my head because I'm very unorganized, but I'm trying to do as best as I could. Well, I mean, this was this was my guy. I can talk about him if you want, and I'll and I'll look up your guys as you bring him up as well. Yeah, no, no. I I I mean, like you know, I have the basic knowledge of some of these guys, but some of them I I don't know too much on. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, like if you're talking about saying, okay, let's plan for the 2024 season, which they do have a track record of doing, this mm -hmm. would be the guy I would shoot for in that. I mean, I, I seen anywhere between two and four, he can go. Okay. Two and four meaning rounds. Um, yeah. If you, you know, you decide to move back from one of your third rounders and pick up a fourth and an additional fifth. I could see them taking one that, you know, if they have a fourth round pick, they could take him there and start grooming him to be the left tackle of the future behind Trent Williams. Um, I like him. I watched him. I think he's good. 
Um, he shows the ability to get out in space. He shows the ability to anchor, like I said before. His pass sets are pretty good. Um, yeah, so I, I don't have a problem. If they made a selection like that, I don't have a problem for him. I don't, though, think he would be the right tackle. I would specify he would strictly would be considered a left tackle guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, if we're going to talk about, like, the, in my opinion, I think the best right tackle in this draft is is Darnell Wright from Tennessee. I think he's totally out of our reach. I'm not going to even talk about him. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if you have any questions about him and, like, you know, you think the pa- best pass rusher in, the lead, in his draft is Will Anderson from Alabama, I strongly suggest you go watch that film because he clamped him down like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. So um, that's that. Uh, I know you're a big fan of Wanya Moore. Uh, Wanye Morris, so I'm not going to talk about him. I do like him as a projected right tackle. I'm going to talk about a guy, um, Tyler Steen from Alabama. Came over from Vanderbilt. He was a former defensive tackle um, who transitioned to – who sorry, through the transfer portal, went to Alabama and became a left tackle and or and a right tackle at one point. I think he started on both sides of that line. Uh, knock on him, short arms. I think he's under the 33 – uh, off the top of my head, he's under under uh, yeah 30, 32 and three quarters. So he's yeah. just under, just a hair under. That's something that's an issue. Um, as a tackle, you don't want the defensive lineman because some of these defensive ends they're coming in with 34, 35 inch arms. You don't want, you know, to your objective. Your object is not to let the defensive line defensive end to get his hands in your chest and vice versa. He don't want you getting his arm, your arms in his chest. So I mean, as far as Steen. He can get out. He plays with a little nastiness. He's, he has great anchor ability. His pass sets are good. His kick slide is quick. He gets to his 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 spot. Um, shit, what just happened? You know, it, it's someone that I it just through this process of me, like, you know, trying to scram at the last minute due to my wonderful work schedule, <laughs> I stumbled across and going back and watching, like I'm watching it now, like reps of one-on-one situations in the senior bowl. You see him straight stalemate some guys. And, um, you know, if you're looking at a former defensive tackle who, who loves to blow off the line of scrimmage and try to get in the backfield, converting to a tackle, I think that's a good match for him to be a decent piece in the run game as far as, like, down blocking, getting to the second level. He showed that he can get to the second level. So that's one of my guys. I mean, do you want to go for another one and I'll go for another one? No, no, no. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, Steen right now. He's got a, a six point one three grade, so that that's uh, better than uh, the gentleman that I was just talking about. He also has a seventy three score. He didn't do the forty. Uh, he had a twenty nine and a half vert and a nine one broad jump. Uh, Thirty one on the bench. He's got plenty of strength. Um, and I'm just looking at his strengths and weaknesses here, according to the NFL uh, website here. Excessive forward lean diminishes his body control, but that's something that can be coached. Uh, allows rusher to work free from initial punch and create secondary rush. So he's got to learn to engage. Uh, I think you were kind of hinting at that. Um, but it says here he's got really good hips. Um, strains to sustain, what does it say? Strains to sustain and neutralize uh, moves, move blocks. Um, I don't know what that, why is that listed as a strength? Meaning strength. block move. Yeah, but why is that listed as a strength? It says strains to sustain and neutralize move blocks. That's that's weird. It's listed as a strength. Uh times up his punch to make full usage of his length. 
So he he waits till people get in striking distance when he when he lunges. Uh, inside hand is compact and forceful. Shows ability to reset his hands when needed. So he's got he's definitely got some good some good looks out there. Uh, he's going to be a good guy. Um, the other right tackle that I like was from Ohio State, Dewan Jones. I don't know if he's going to fall far enough. Um, I have him as a potential as high as a second round pick. Um, I'll look him up here really quick um, on the NFL site and just see what it says about him. Uh, again, that's Dewan Jones. All right. And what I have here for him uh, at the Senior Bowl, Jones showed that he can overwhelm some defenders at the point of attack, but he also illustrated he could have issues with pro speed rushers. All right. So that is something, again, these guys are prospects. These aren't finished products. He has a uh, prospect grade of 6.3, but his total score was 75. All right. This guy uh, ran his 40 and 535. 10 yard split was 1.92. And they have him projected to go. Uh, they say rounds one and two. So he he did something. His NFL comparison, you want to guess who it is? No, who is it? Trent Brown, man. He's 6'8", 374 oh, pounds. I, I, I know. I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with him, but if by chance he were to fall, and I don't think he will quite fall that far to us, uh, but maybe, you never know, maybe, right? Um, he could be someone that the Niners look look to get. You know, um, it, and it begs me, it begs the point, uh, what did the Niners learn from moving on from Trent Brown to a lighter weight guy in Mike McGlinchey? Right. That seemed to be McGlinchey's big hang up his entire time. Did the Niners learn from that? Did they say, OK, we want some bigger linemen? Because you look at some of the guys that they signed during uh, this free agency period. And what do you think? It looks like they went with some more size at, at, at the offensive linemen. Right. They got yeah. away from those athletic guys. So maybe just maybe that that's someone that they're, they're looking at. You know, um, Tony, let me ask you this question. You, you listened to the, the John Lynch presser and he said how he went and talked to Mike McGlinchey because. He didn't want to hear that he could possibly be traded from someone outside the building. Um, I know that we kind of speculated on this a couple of times, but who do you think in the event that he was traded would have been the replacement for him? And well, again, we're just, we're just speculating, but I'm wondering if, you know, if that, if, if that tells us anything. I mean, it's hard to answer that right now because you don't know when these conversations took place. Did they take place in the offseason coming into the 2022 season? Did it take place at the tread line, a trade deadline going towards Halloween where you're like, what, week five, week six? We don't know exactly when those conversations took place, so it's hard to really answer. Now, we'll do a scenario where we, we're going to guess. One scenario would be during, before the draft process, before the free agency process. Well, if they trade him, then they make a move to replace him, whether it's free agency, whether it's the draft. Um if it happened in season where it was the trade deadline and they 100% said, yeah, he's not coming back. We can't afford him. Then you're talking about McKivitz, the Jalen Moore situation, or potentially taking Brunskill and putting him in at the right tackle spot and completely installing um, Burford at right, uh, right guard instead of doing the swap. Or, or they kick Burford to right tackle. These are all hypothetical scenarios. I don't know. We don't know. No one knows. And if they tell you they know, they're lying to your face because this oh, yeah. isn't how that team operates. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's pretty plain and simple. 
No one knows. No one knew. And it would have been done by the hip. If it was done pre-draft, they would have added somebody. If it was done in season, they would have made the move in season accordingly to who they felt would be the best fit for that situation. Yeah. All right. Um, so I've highlighted two guys already. You guys have heard me talk about Wanye Morris plenty already. Um, he is someone that I think is also developmental. I don't think that he's someone that's going to come in and be plugged in right away, just to be clear. Uh, I think that whoever is already on the roster will start at uh, right tackle. Um, and then maybe if a guy like Wanye is drafted, he can move in later on in the season. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I don't think that he's going to come in and be a starter right away. So I just want to be clear with that. That's why I'm not going to go in on him. Uh, I've done two guys at the at the tackle position. Tony, was there another one that you wanted to do before we move on to another group? I'm going to go to a late guy. Um, I, I like you know I don't I don't want to keep talking about guys that are going to go like round two, round three. Oh, okay. Oh, I got some of those too. All right, that's that's a good point. Like not no, like you know, I, I don't know what they what the hell they're going to do. But I, it's one guy I liked. I liked Steen, like I told you. Um, I'm just going to ramble off a couple of them and just be brief about it real quick. Um, Blake Freeland is the biggest question mark to me. That's just my opinion. I don't think Bergeron's going to be around. I think Wanya Morris could be there, but I know that's that's your guy, so I'm not going to talk on him. Um, another guy, John uh, – I can't say this guy's not – John Ojuko from Boise State. Oh, I know you're talking someone, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone that I watched a little bit, and I did a little – nitpicking on him a little background check on him you know former wrestler you want an offensive lineman you want to talk about leverage the best place to go is to a wrestling guy who's where wrestling's all about leverage and that's something yeah. i like about him uh i like nick saldaveri even though a lot of places have moved inside the guard i would like to see him at right tackle um and a little dark horse asim richards from north carolina i watched him in the senior bowl they played him on the left side a little bit. They gave him a couple of reps on the right side. I, I, I like what I saw from him. He, you know, consistently, he, he, he his reps were solid. Wasn't perfect, but for a late round pick, that's someone I would consider taking a fly on. All right. But and then Freeland, my- real quick, my thing with Freeland, I'm not a fan of the height weight ratio. I don't like a guy that's pushing six eight, six seven, a little uh, in the upper six sevens. And you're telling me he only weighs 302 pounds. I'm not a fan of that. And the reason why I'm saying I'm not a fan of that, because if we wanted that, we had that. A Mm. tall guy, lightweight, that Mm. tells you the guy doesn't have the strength to anchor. Now, the flip side of this is if the 49ers do trade and not trade, do draft this kid, I'm going to tell you why. It's because of Joe Staley, because Joe Staley has been working hands-on with this kid through this whole draft process. Right. So if Joe saw something, I'm sure he got in the ear of John and Kyle because they're all friends and said, listen, this kid's got it. Now, the positives he has, he has pretty good technique and passport in his pass sets. He's got mm-hmm. the athletic ability to get out and lead. He can get the second and level. He's not going to get beat by a speed rusher. Um, he can improve a little bit on a run game and get into push and more of like a gap power scheme. But my biggest issue with him, you see him tend to lean a little bit. And that's okay. because of the six seven three oh two frame. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're telling me he's six seven three twenty-five, I'd right. like now we could talk. Well, and, and a big reason why those guys lean, I wonder what his bench press is, because a lot a big reason a lot of those uh taller guys lean 
is because they have to generate power from their legs, you know? It's, and so that, that, that kind of goes with what you're saying, you know? Um, yeah. I, I don't know what his bench press is, so I can't, I, I can't speak on it. Um, but my, my later round guy is Walter Rouse of Stanford. I don't know if you, if you looked into him at all. Um, no, I didn't look into and he's not even on the NFL site, uh, for, you know, draft prospects, but, um, uh, he uh, let me see here. Let me see the notes here. He put together a solid two, 2002 season for Stanford despite being banged up. He might fit best as a right tackle in the NFL. Uh, and that that is like the big thing. He broke into the starting lineup at left tackle 2019, uh, and he was a mainstay there ever since. So, uh, that that's kind of saying something. If you can get if you get into the lineup due to injury and then you maintain that position while playing injured the whole time i think that says something uh and, and that also will let you know why they want to move him to the to the right side as well he's not so much that he's the best left tackle prospect out there uh but moving to the right and you could really find something there for him so uh that's my guy there all right uh what position would you like to do next tony um let's look at safe you want to do safeties yep safety is fine with me Got him right here. Actually, yeah, yeah. We'll do safeties because we did offense. Now we'll do defense, and then we'll go back to offense, and then do another defense. Okay. And so these are all I think they're going to be in play for. I mean, position groups that are going to be in play for that third selection potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was looking at the safety position. I was trying to find out what the Niners are looking for, and this Gibson signing—it's it, really what's throwing me off the most. Gibson. And Hufunga have one thing in common, in my opinion, and that these guys have a nose for the ball. These guys were playmakers in their respective secondaries. This is what this is something that Gibson did his entire career. And so that made me think that maybe the Niners just want playmaking safeties out there. Maybe they don't want guys that are sound and an assignment like how Jimmy Ward was. Right. Maybe they do want some safeties that are that can uh, get some hands on balls. You know what I'm saying? Um, so before before we get into that. How do you think they're evaluating the safety position, Tony? Like, do you think they're looking for playmakers or do they want guys that can lock down tight ends and, and you know, play up at the line and be good and run support? Like, obviously, you want them all to be able to do everything well. But in general, how do you think they're, they're assessing that position? It's hard to say. If D'Amico Ryans was back, I'd have a little bit better answer. But I don't know how Steve Wilkes is going to use these guys. I don't think – I don't, I don't know if position – uh, versatility is a requirement for Steve Wilkes. Okay. So I, that's where I stand on this. So it, it's hard to give like what I think they're looking for. I'm just going by what I think would fit what they're looking for or what I would like to see or add to that secondary. Right. But, I mean, go ahead. I'll let you go first and then I'll go. Then you go. Then I'll go. All right. So the first guy that I'm gonna, I'm looking at here, and he is within re range of the 49ers, is J.L. Skinner from Boise State. He's 6'4", 200, so he's got a bit of a thin frame there. Um, but this is a guy that I think is making plays on the ball. This is someone who uh, has a nose for the ball in 2022. Uh, as a senior, he totaled 65 tackles. He had four interceptions with five passes broken up, five PBUs. In 2021, he had 92 tackles, two forced fumbles, two interceptions, and three PBUs. 
Um, he went to the Senior Bowl. They said that he wasn't bad, but he didn't overly impress either. And the biggest takeaway from all the people that were there talking was that he probably could stand to put on some more weight. Um, so he, uh, J.L. Skinner is the guy uh, that I'm looking at there. All right. What's one of the safeties you like there, Tony? I've been on this guy from the beginning because I'm a, four, I'm a, I'm a Florida State fan. Mm. And I just think if you're asking – to replace uh, Jimmy Ward, you have to look at Jamie Robinson. You have to. Former, I think, four-star, five-star recruit to Georgia, transferred out from Georgia. Now, I don't know why he transferred out. We don't know. he was. Maybe he wasn't good enough. I don't know the ins and outs of that because I'm not a Georgia fan. But he's that type of guy that can play deep can play both safety positions, can play a nickel linebacker position, can play a dime linebacker position, can play the slot. He's that guy. When you watch Florida State football, this guy was lining people up on the field. He knew everyone's responsibility and where they needed to be. He's a good tackler. Um, I just feel like he would be a nice piece added to the secondary. And, of course, the number one thing that you're looking for right now it would be special teams contribution, and I think he would be he would excel at that because, like you said, we brought back Gibson and we brought back Hufunga. Um, I mean, we have Hufunga coming back, so I'm I, I really really like Jamie Robinson, and the only thing that I think that could screw him up potentially where he could fall a little bit is his time speed wasn't there. Um. He was a four five eight guy at his time speed. Um at his 40. I don't have the splits or anything like that. I don't have like you know it broken down that far. But he you, you want me to you want me to look him up on the see if he's on the NFL thing? Not so. I mean we don't we don't have to go that far into it. I, I just feel if you watched him and how he played and what was what was expected from him at Florida State, I think he could transition transition pretty damn well to the NFL game and, um, you know, and see what we got, see how he would fit. But, listen, obviously the team wants this guy as the starter. Um, what the hell is his name? I lost my – Gibson. Uh, they brought him back on the one-year deal. Not a lot of money. And if someone comes in and says, hey, we're going to – Proves that they could take his spot, and they, and, they, and they do it. I'm all for it. But Gibson right now is penciled in, and there's nothing like adding competition to bring the best out of both of them, and maybe the cream rise to the top. So, um, and and also much like what we saw with uh, Hufunga, right? They drafted him with no intention of him starting. Hufunga told you first time you heard from him, "I want to be the best special teamers in the league, and if I get an opportunity to play on the field, then." Obviously, I'll do my best and see what I can do. And, you know, I'm going to be the best player that I possibly can be. Uh, but he had to wait his time. He sat for a year. And mm -hmm. I think that's much of what we're going to see this year from any of the safety prospects. Tony. So I think I think you're spot on there in that assessment. Um, if if someone happens to come out here and wow them, I don't think they're going to hesitate to pull one of those guys. But um, they, it's a tough task. It's a it's a tall ask. You know what I mean? These guys have that experience in the system and their communication has been well together and all that. So. Uh, I don't think anyone's just going to come in here and break up that duo right now. No. Uh, the other guy that I like here is from South Southern California, 
Um, I don't know if you know anything about him. Daniel Scott. You, Daniel you, Scott's from Cal. From Cal, yeah. Not Southern Cal, Cal Berkeley. Right? No. Yeah, look at him. He's from Cal Berkeley, Daniel Scott. I thought it was Southern California. Look at my dumbass. But yeah, so this guy. I like you though. I do. 6'2, 215. Um, and he played safety all, all, all every year there. I don't think he ever moved to like nickel. I don't think he ever had to try to play outside corner or anything like that. He was someone who went in there. He found his niche and he stayed there um, and had a decent, uh, solid season the last season here. It says here, um, strong senior year that really helped him uh, become a prospect for the NFL. Uh, he recorded 85 tackles, three interceptions, two forced fumbles and four PBUs. All right. Uh, 80, 82 tackles, three interceptions and two PBUs uh, the year before. So this is, this is someone that, again, a nose for the ball, assignment tight. I think that's what the Niners uh, could be looking for at the safety position. Uh, was there anyone else you wanted to highlight? Um, that you touched on Dennis Scott. Uh, just real quick, I'm not going to go into a full breakdown. Just a couple guys that caught my eyes. Um, Jair Brown from Penn State, someone that caught my eye. High motor, doesn't give up, plays whistle to whistle, something I like, great tackler. Um, little suspect in coverage, poor time, speed, 465. That's a flag. Uh, Brandon Hill from Pittsburgh, 5'10", 193, 443 guy. Um, projected to go anywhere between 5 to uh, 4 to 6. I've seen on numerous sites. Um, he just flies around the field and makes plays and hits you. If you're not – your head's not on the swivel, he'll find you. Um, <laughs> a local guy, Chris Eisen. I, Chris, Christian Eisen from Rutgers. 5'9", 199 is a 4'4", 3 guy. Now, I watched this kid in the Senior Bowl. I watched this kid in the East. Was he in the Senior Bowl? I'm not 100% sure. He was definitely in the East-West Shrine game. And you just continuously see him fly around, and he's always around the ball. He's a safety. He, he can play both safeties, so he offers you that versatility. Um, so that's something interesting. Late round guys, Dravarius Owens from Houston, Jordan Howard from Minnesota. These are just a bunch of guys that I'm shooting from the hip with. But, you know, there is some talent in this draft at the safety position. It's not going to require them to keep them high. They could yeah. find guys in rounds four or five. Well, they don't have a fourth round pick. They could find guys in five and six. And potentially even the seventh round, they could find a guy to come in and compete. So that's something interesting. Um, do you have another one? Uh, no, I didn't have another one here. Um, I don't. I don't have another one. So we can, if you want to name someone else, or we can move on to the next group. I want to go to. What do we do? Let's do tight ends. Oh, uh, I thought I. I had. I had wide receivers and tight ends, and I was like, he's going to go to one of these. All right. Okay. All right. So um, now my top tight end prospect is probably going to be out of reach for the 49ers and that's Darnell Washington. Uh he is definitely my my tight end draft crush this year. Uh do you think there's a chance Tony that no. Darnell Washington falls that far to the 49ers? No, I don't think so. Damn it. Let me see what uh NFL Network has on him really quick. Let's see. So they have him listed as a 
Right tackle. What? I'm trying to see where they have him projected to go. Oh, never mind. All right. Forget it. They got him going round one. Jeez. Um, so I won't even waste time discussing him. Let me let me move on then. Uh, but that was that was my draft crush. That was the guy I was hoping fell uh to the 49ers. That's so weird that they have him going up that high right now. Um, I know. Let me go to my next guy that I have marked here then. I'm going to get right to him, and that is uh, Brevin Spawn Ford. Have you heard about this guy from Minnesota? No. All right. So this guy is 6'7", 270. All right. Uh, 42 receptions, 497 yards uh, with just two touchdowns. All right. Um, and he played, he played with Minnesota. Let me see if they have a profile on him on the NFL website here, okay? They might not, but let's try it out. See what they have here. There he is. Okay. So it says, oh no, he's actually he did actually did not make the NFL. Um, he didn't make the NFL website. They have him projected to go anywhere from the third and after. So that's not bad. The paper that I'm looking at here and where I get my information from for these prospects has him listed as a fourth to the seventh. So that's interesting. Um Tony, what's a tight end that you have your eyes on here? I think if they trade up, I think it's going to be potentially for a tight end. And I think they double dip at Iowa and go for Laporta. I really like Laporta. I really do. Um, round. I mean, I could see Laporta maybe dropping a little bit, but – if he hits the top or the if he comes if he sniffs into the three third round i i would strongly consider it i think if you match up kittle and laporta i mean kittle obviously is the better blocker laporta is a guy that shows he can block but it's you got to understand something about that Iowa football program if you don't block you don't play for the tight ends they are crucial parts in their their scheme and their run blocking. And, you know, if you look at what they produced, Kittle, Hawkinson, um, Laporte is coming out. Who's the kid? Uh, Fant, Noah Fant, who just couldn't stay healthy. But when he's healthy, you see that kid play. These guys are – it's like tight end you at freaking – well, tight end you is Kittle's thing. But they <laughs> – I know what you mean. They pump out tight ends, man, and and they're all solid tight ends. Um, kudos to the coaching, whoever the tight end coach is there. He just does a great job developing guys. Um, Sam Laporta, huh? 6'3", 248. He's got 4.59 speed. Um, it's someone that I like. A guy that I picked up in the senior bowl, I if Laporta's not the guy and they don't want to do the Laporta thing, I two guys I say you go in on. I will go in on Payne Dorm and Davis Allen from Clemson. Payne Dorm is a red zone machine. I like him too. I like Durham. He's a he's a red zone machine. He timed poorly. Both Durham and Allen timed poorly. They're mm-hmm. not speed guys. Both of them are ran in the four eights. But these guys get open. I like the way Davis Allen blocks from Clemson. Um 
you know, if they're looking for that move tight end, I would look at Braden Willis from Oklahoma. Very underrated tight end from Oklahoma, 6'3", 241, in that mold of like that Delaney Walker type tight end, like that okay. undersized, smaller statue tight end and just like, you know, He's not your inline tight end is basically what I'm trying to say. With Laporta, with Durham, with Allen, all those guys could be inline tight ends. Um, Are you talking about Davis Allen? Yeah, from Clemson. Yeah, I like him too. He's projected in the fifth round. He's someone the Niners can get. And the one guy, like, there's two guys I have question about. There's a lot of hype on this kid, Cameron Latou from Alabama. I, I just can't. He's like the jack of all trades, master of none. Right? Mm. Does that make sense? Um, mm-hmm. You see him flash. He's got the speed. He timed that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He didn't time well. That's the other guy that timed well. He timed at a 478. He's got that lean body. He looks like a bigger wide receiver, more like, you know, bigger statue wide receiver. And the other guy is the schoonmaker from schoonmaker from Michigan. From Michigan, yeah. I just can't – I don't know what it is with him. Like, he, he's a solid tight end. But people are saying they're gonna, the Niners are going to take him with his first pick in the third round. I just can't – I don't oh, see that. Can, oh, it's not showing up because of the stupid-ass green screen. Oh, that's terrible. But I you can, can see, see the logo, the, though. I would say you can see the Clemson logo, yeah. He's one of the guys that I had flagged here. Um, I, I don't know if – I, I, I've looked at him a lot. I don't know if he's going to be – I'm talking about uh, the Michigan guy. What is it, Shoemaker or whatever his last yeah. name is? Um, I, I just don't know. I don't know. And my my sleeper, my like if the last pick type of guy, I think I told you about him before, is Trey Knox from Arkansas. He's the uh, wide receiver converted to uh, tight end. I don't know if he's going to be even drafted in the NFL. Um, but he he's a guy that I really, really like, and I'm hoping that a good team takes a flyer on him. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people if they put him in uh, as, as a tight end, as, as a tight end there. Yeah. Let's get All right. right. Let's get right to the fun and go edge. Oh, boy. All right. I'm telling you, there's a lot to like about a lot of these guys. <clears throat> Oh man, my edge. Where, where's my edge paper? You go first while I find it. Let me see. That's running backs. Oh cool. Okay, quickly. Um the Niners have under currently under contract Nick Bosa. They have an opening after losing Ebukam. They lost um Omenihu. They lost Jordan Willis. They have signed and added to the roster um Cleveland Farrell, uh Austin Bryant. Kerry Hyder's back. Um, who else do they have? I think that's it. That's worth mentioning at least. Um, Alex Barrett, I think that guy's name is, but I don't know why they keep bringing him back, but whatever. Um, so the 49ers right now. Not nice, Tony. No, I, I don't know why they bring him back. And they, they line him up as defensive tackle, but they list him as a defensive end, and he's six foot two, 250 pounds. Where are you going as a defensive tackle? But whatever. Um, <laughs> So the Niners have a decision to make. What route do they want to go? In my opinion, this is a position group 
that the Niners could double down on, meaning okay. take two in the draft. Now, I'm not sure. I wouldn't be as the fan base. We shouldn't be shocked was it because they have proven to do this where they double down on positions. Um, they've done it with corners. They've done it with running backs. They've done it with quarterbacks before, I think. No, did they? No, not here. They didn't. Um, but they have done it with numerous positions, uh, offensive linemen they double down on. Um, so the question is this. Do they want a starting big defensive end, or do they want to go the route of trying to find that guy to replace that D Ford speed guy in situational pass rushing snaps? Are you talking um, like an outside linebacker more? Yeah, no? but there's some guys that are listed as base three, uh, four, three ends that offer that speed. Um, now, if they go the guy that you know they want to say, let's try to get like the Ebukam type guy and bring him in and let him play where they are a little bit undersized, but they still can be an every down edge rusher. You're going to look at guys, for example, Isaiah McGuire, who I like. He is one of my draft crushes in this draft. I don't know if the Niners are going to get him. Uh, I think he could potentially be there for the 49ers. Um, he's one guy. Another guy, if you're looking for more of a speed guy, I would look at a Yaya Diarby from Louisville, who has probably an according to time, an elite first step, according to his time. His 10-yard split was, like, insane for a 270-pound defensive end. Uh, he timed very well in the 40. I think he went a 4-5 or a 4-4-9. Four, four, um, and one more guy, Byron Young. Um, oh, my God. That's my guy. Byron Young. Yeah. Here's my here's my gripe with Byron Young. If Drake Jackson has the offset off offseason that we all think and we all hope he's going to have, he could be your starting defensive end. Yes, sir. And that's where you look at a player like Byron Young, who is 6'2, a little over 6'2, 254 pounds, but runs a 4'4'3. And SEC competition, he will be in that range to take. Um, that's just speed. Like, there's other speed guys as well. Lonnie, Felt. I haven't heard you talk about BJ Ojolari. What do you, what well, do you think of him? He's not going to be nowhere near that. Not going to be I, near what? I don't think he'll be near that third round. What? He's got I mean, a second I or third round grade on him. I seen him going in the twos. Mid to mid twos. Mm. I don't say I see him. I'm saying I saw him in multiple mock drafts, watching the NFL Network doing. I seen one person take him on the bottom in the first round. Wow. Okay. Some of these guys, though, you have to be really careful with because some of these guys, yes, you try to project them to a defensive end in a, long, a third and long situation, but – they're coming from outside linebacker roles, and it doesn't work out all the time mm -hmm. for some of these guys. Um, but there's a like, – like Will McDonald, I think, is a phenomenal pass rusher. I think he's probably one of the most dangerous pass rushers in this draft. But at mm -hmm. six foot three, 240 pounds, I don't see him as a base – I don't see him as a 4-3 defensive end. I see him more as a 3-4 outside linebacker. Um, 
everyone's asking questions. Everyone's doing mock drafts. I've been looking on Twitter. They're all shooting for the Zach Harrison of Ohio State. Okay. If you want to draw a picture of an NFL player of a defensive end, you're going to draw Zach Harrison. He's six foot six, 274 pounds, 462, has a wingspan. If I'm reading this correct, 86 and a half. If I'm reading this correct, a wingspan of 86 and a half. That's like fucking insane. Yeah, that's nuts. But the problem is when you watch him, you don't see what they're selling him as. Right. Now, maybe because he was their top pass rusher. They never came off the field. He wore down. He couldn't handle the load. I don't know. I'm not an Ohio State fan. But. Like I said, you want to draw the player, you're going to draw the Zach Harrison. But what he offers you is the size, the athleticism, and the ability to kick inside. And that's something that the 49ers like with their defensive end. So that's why I think people are jumping on him and putting him in the pitcher to do that and and to um, make him an option. But Another guy, just just I'm um, real quick. Watch out for Isaiah Foskey, former Notre Dame right player. I don't think he's going to be there. I don't. But if he's a guy that starts to fall, this could be a guy that they can go like. Jed York, former Golden Domer, graduated from Notre Dame. The 49ers love Notre Dame. Love it. I don't know why, but they love it. He was at their pro uh, their. Uh, what do they call that? The rookie the, the local the local pro day? Yeah, he was at that. They didn't participate, but he was there. Now, if you're projected to go in the high twos, why the hell are you there? Could I mean, something be going on if he hits well, a I mean, spot? Most of the projections are wrong anyway. So I mean that's yeah. that's that's why that you have to go out there and do your due diligence, you know. Uh, and and I applaud the Niners for that. I, I love that they don't get ahead of themselves. Uh, you know, and say, oh, well, this guy's out of reach because of what NFL Network said or what, you know, back in the day it was Mike Mayock. And now it's, um, oh, what's the guy's name, Zerline, on NFL Network doing it. Like, it, just because they said it doesn't mean anything. And, and I like that they do that, you know. I, I love that the team will still bring guys in. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they had a, a guy in that was a first-round prospect that they met with the 30-30. So, I mean, they 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 look at stuff, but why, I don't know. Um, just two more guys, and I'll let you take the roll. Wait, I, I got one really quick. Yeah. Let me just – this is a sleeper guy. Uh, he, we shouldn't have to trade up to get someone like him, but Nick Hampton. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with who he is. Um, <clears throat> from Appalachian State, 6'2", 236, uh, 33-inch arms, uh, 33 and 5 eighths actually. Um, and he's projected to go around the fourth round. All right? Um I just, I mean, he would have to be a pure pass rusher, high motor guy. Um, he's got good bend. He, he's got a good uh, rip move as well. Um, <clears throat> this is someone that I think the Niners, if they got him in, he would be another Drake Jackson type of project. Like we got to see what we got in him and and groom him and hone his skills. But he would make a phenomenal one-two uh, with Drake Jackson and, and come in and spell one of those guys, him or Nick Bosa. If uh, if the Niners got their hands on him, I think he could be something special. He's only six two though. What do you think about that? 
I I watched him. I actually watched him because I read a lot about how he's the underspied speed rusher of the draft. He's probably one of the highest ranked. But I'm just going to tell you one thing about him. He was a full-time guy, obviously, at App State. You could run at him all day. Well, oh. and that's, I don't know if you remember what I – that's what I started with the whole Drake Jackson type of comparison to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the and that's, issue that's is, what I saw. The issue is, and I just said before, he falls into that category of where do you play him? Do you stand yeah. him up as a 34 outside linebacker? Do you start him as a – if you're in a uh, – um, if you're in a 4-3 defense, do you make him uh, an outside linebacker? Then in third downs, you put his hand in the dirt. But you got to watch with a guy who's listed at 236. Listed. Yeah. You yeah. go through a summer football camp, you're not staying at 236. So now where are you going? What number are you right. going And it just gets to the point where, where if you drop five pounds, now you're pushing into 231. And if these left tackle, like Trent Williams, what do you think Trent Williams would do with him? Well, I mean, but you don't have to – I think Nick Bosa would be rushing up against that kind of guy. He's going to go against right tackles for most teams. Yeah. You know, just that's that's what, I, that's what I would do with him anyway. I'm not putting him up against anyone's best. Unless you see a really, really good mismatch from Nick Bosa on the other side and he's just there as a space eater. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, to, to do something like that. But, I mean, that's just how – you know, that's how I see it. But you're right. Uh, that kind of weight, they're gonna they're gonna stonewall him immediately. But that's why he's got that speed and he's got that bend. You know, he's got that good first step and uh, he, he can get low. Um, you know, the, I call the tennis ball drill. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when they're running around the hula hoop and, and picking up the tennis balls, uh, he he would he would excel it in a, in a drill like that. So I, I like this kid. Um, my other two, my last two are gonna be uh, two two beautiful. I can't even 2202 or whatever his name is. Uh, whatever. Did the 49ers tap USC two years in a row for a defensive end? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I mean, listen, what, what I like, like if you look at tendencies. Guapi, look at, I don't know how to say his name either. Guapi, whatever <laughs> freaking name is. But if you look at tendency and traits, like, you know, those Polynesian guys, they just stir like animals. They're strong as oxes. They don't stop. They have high like, motors. They're all over the place. And that's what you want. And like, if you watch, you turn on USC. This kid's like all over the, in the backfield consistently, all over the field. I like what I saw from him on tape. He's a high effort guy, high energy guy. Plays at a whistle, high motor. Um, needs to be worked on with pass rush uh, moves, and and you know he's not that guy like that Nick Bosa where his feet matches his hands. He's never gonna be that. But if you're looking for a high effort guy just to come in and rush the quarterback and go get him. That's someone I would consider later later on, and my ultimate draft crush for this year's draft. <clears throat> and I'm not talking like high, obviously. I'm talking like rounds five, six, seven. I think five is even a little high. I'm willing to go to the six, seven range. Is Jose Ramirez from Eastern Michigan? If you guys want to know who Jose Ramirez from Eastern Michigan is, go back, go on YouTube, and watch the 2022. East, well, 2023, 2023 East-West Shrine game. This guy has a bend and moves and dip and rip ability. Like it's he is. I would I would, I can't wait. So damn impressed with this kid. He's six foot two. He weighs about two fifty two right now, give or take a pound or two. 
He timed it a four seven flat. Um, I just think this kid has it to come in. And if the 49ers gonna go with a bigger defensive end, like an Isaiah McGuire, if they want to go with a Fosky, if they want to go with um who's the other guy I mentioned? Shit. Well, if they want to go with a bigger defensive end like McGuire, Fosky, uh, or even like a Keon White who's 280 pounds, they could double down and go in the latter part of the draft and get a Jose Ramirez where he offers you a little bit speed, bend, and explosion off off the edge. Tony, so there's a guy that I keep looking up, and it, you know, you you described something that really, you know, got me to thinking about him as well. And he's he's drafted, he's projected to go really late, and I like this guy. Um, I, I'm going to probably butcher his first name, but uh, Vilami Fioco Jr. That's, from San is that the State. San Jose State? Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts? What were your thoughts on him? I think this this is somebody that the Niners can go out there and get. And uh, really groom. And you talked about the flexibility to go inside and out. I mean, he's 6'4", 276. I mean, you can put him on the edge for sure. Do you want to try to put something like that on the inside? I don't know. But uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on him? Uh, 44 I, I tackles for loss. Solid. He's solid. But he, you know, like when you watch him – I'm not questioning his effort. I'm not questioning his hustle. That's all he's got, though, because he don't, he doesn't have the bend. That's it. He's really stiff and tight. So what I'm trying to get at is you could use that against him. You, mm-hmm. know you know what I'm saying? If he can't beat you with speed, he doesn't have the flexibility to bend around the edge. You get a big def- You get a big offensive tackle with like a big t- a good tight end that can block. You're never going to hear this kid's name. But there's just—I don't know. Right? I I watched them. I just don't know. Something about them that I just can't put my finger on. Like everyone's raving about this kid. I—I'm just like. Well, they're they're raving about him because of the production. It's—it's only the production, right? And it kind of like makes you say, "Well, what is it?" Right? In three seasons, he's got 44 tackles for loss. That's not counting sacks. He's got 22 sacks in 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 his last three seasons. Like, there's something that's. He's doing something right to put up those kind of numbers. He's doing yeah. something right. Did Nick Bosa even have 22 sacks in college? And I'm, that is yeah. not me comparing him to Nick Bosa. So let me <laughs> – it's not, it's not no, what I'm he, saying. I don't think he did. Right. So I don't – please, guys, don't take that out of context. But I'm just saying, like, there's got to be something to him. He's doing something right to constantly be making these tackles in the backfield. Um, but – I don't physically see it. Other than the results, I don't see other the effort. Effort is, is good. He's got a good motor, um, and he can do a nice bull rush, but that's really all I see. It's not speed. It's not bend. Um, I don't I don't know. I was I was hoping that maybe you had something to add about him, but it sounds like we're in the same place. Yeah. Interesting. I, I just can't – I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. Is he a man amongst boys? I mean, obviously, he's got strength. He's Polynesian. Like, you know, those dudes are strong as oxes, man. Like, you look at these guys, they're built like brick shit houses that could just throw you around. I mean, these guys pick up tree trunks and bench them and squat with them, like, on their backs. But mm-hmm. is it something where it's just pure strength, where he's just right. physically 
Well, he he has all right. So one thing I did see when I was watching him, he does he does a spin move a lot, but I feel like that's all he's got between the bull rush and then this one spin. That's all I see out of him. Is that is that enough to get you on a team and then you learn more later? I mean, it could. It'll it be could. Right? Listen, the NFL; these guys are, are are students of the game. They watch yeah. tendencies. They watch what you do in certain situations. That's been moved. You might get it off once or twice, but they're going to clamp them down. They're going to like, you know. I, I just I don't know. I I, I want to like him, but I, he's. He's too much of a one-trick pony. And I don't know if he's strong, but right. I don't know if he's that strong to continuously win at the next level with a bull rush. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, do you want to uh you want to jump to the draft now or what? Yeah, good. Yeah? Yeah, because I gotta there's go no to work. No other position group you gotta do. Nah, I mean, those are pretty much the big ones that we're gonna be looking at early, right? Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's do this screen share here. Tony, you are going to run this entire uh, mock draft. Now, I will give some input from time to time. All right, let's take this let's take this border off. Let's have some fun, man. Let's have some fun. Actually, you know what? Let's not even go with that border. Let's just add this to the stream here. Now, I will blow this up so you can see the screen better, Tony. All right. I got the 49ers selected. We're going to do all seven rounds. You're going to do normal speed. You want it fast, slow. You'd let me know how you want it to go. Go fast. I'm not going to trade up. No? Okay. No, I might um, go. I this know. has a pause option on it, right? Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. All right. Now let's hold on. It's already going fast here. Want to see who they had coming off first? Bryce Young, huh? You think that's how it goes? Um, you think Bryce yeah. Young is going to go? I think they'll go with Bryce Young. I think they're going to take Stroud. I think they're. I think they're afraid of that. <clears throat> excuse me, that size. I really yeah. do, but I I like Bryce Young. Don't get me wrong, but I think they're afraid of that size. I think they go somewhere different. All right, all right, here we go. Let me know when you want me to pause it. The first round is officially over. Um, does this tell me people draft? Oh, let me let me zoom out some. I got it like blown all the way up. Can you still see that all? Yeah. God, my fucking eyes are gone. Welcome to the club, baby. All right, so we're just going to go straight to our pick? Yeah, just go straight to our pick. All right. This is actually good practice for tomorrow. All right, here we go. Now, we're coming up soon. Okay, we're coming up soon. Corner, tight end, Tucker Crook. There he is right there. That's my guy. He's gone. All right, how do I exit off of that? How do I get that off of here? That's on the bottom. Oh. All right. Let's see if there's anyone else that went. Tyler Scott. Uh, Laporta, there's your guy Laporta there. Keon White, that's the guy we were just talking about. Yeah. He came off there. I just wanted to see if there was anyone else that we recently mentioned. Jordan Battle, that's one of the uh, safeties we, I think, I think we just talked about Jordan Battle, right? 
No, I didn't get to talk about him, but he's oh, okay. somebody I like too. But Darnell Washington went all the way at 62 in this. Okay. All right. Back to our pick. Pittsburgh wants to trade back. No. Get that out of here. Okay. The Niners are on the clock. I'm going to zoom in on this side over here so you can see a little bit better. Where do you want to start? Damn. No, just stay on all. Just scroll down a little bit. Oh, my God. Seed's totally different. I haven't done a mock draft in a, in a while. Yo, my dog just farted, and I want to get rid of him every time this happens. All right. There's my, there's my guy, Nick Hampton. There's Brian uh, Byron Young. Wanye is there. Now, this is cool because there's a lot of names here that we've talked about going with at the at these uh, positions here. And we have three of the next four, so we're likely to get whomever we want there. All right. Now, you said, all right, what are you looking at? What's got your attention here? All I know is, is I'm it, going blind because I can't there, have this fully blown up. I don't. I have nothing. All I see is, is just me, you, the border, and the screen, and the thing, and I can't even see it. Oh, I, I asked you if you could see it. I'll, I can blow it up more. Hold on. Look at that. Holy Christ. They still have that guy on there? That's crazy. Ooh, now, now, this guy right here. Oh, oh wait. Shit. Now I got to go over. shrink it, yeah. Bro, this kid, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I think I know where I'm going to go. All right. I think I know where I'm going to go. Um, the best available is that safety from Georgia, right? Yes. I'm going to go with him. Take him. Chris Smith? Yeah, I'm going to go with Smith. Did they offer a trade now? See of what course. The trade, the trade offer is. <laughs> They're oh, back. And they want to give us they want to give us Mitch Trubisky, bro. Get going. I'm going to take um, – Let me zoom in again here. Let me zoom in and scroll that's over. Good. That's good, just like that. That's good. Okay. Um, Carter Warren. Carter, let me tell you something about Carter Warren. Carter Warren is from Patterson. He went to uh, Passaic County Tech High School. He's a New Jersey boy. Um just wanted to throw that out because I know I like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's someone I got to look out for. Zach Coons is on there. Coons. Now, here's your guy, Steve. I think I'm going to roll with Steen here, but it, it goes against the grain of what I like with tackles. I like tackles with longer arms, but I just think with his mentality and his the way he plays the game, I think he could just – I think he'll be all right. So let's take Steen there. I think that's a solid pick, though. I'm not going to lie to you, Tony. All right, let's zoom out. And the What's Giants the are here. The Giants are 128, 160, 172. But they're also getting 255 from us. 
128. So that means that's 26 picks. Um, but this also puts us in the fourth round now. We don't have a fourth yeah. round pick, right? Yeah, I think. Hmm. We're only gaining. We're only gaining one pick. We're giving away two to get three. We're gaining one pick, and that would make it twelve for the but day. It's far of a drop. That's a big drop off from like you're moving down. We're moving out of the range where. I feel like you're moving out of the range of the players where I want to try to jump on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm going to read. I think I might. I think I might reject that. Final answer. Yeah. Reject it. All right. Um, now. There's, There's, someone sitting. There's someone sitting here that I really, really like. You could you could turn all of 49ers fan base on its head right now by selecting this running back. What, the kid from Pittsburgh? No, right here from TCU. Oh, this is Christian McCaffrey's replacement. Him and my guy Deuce Vaughn are Christian McCaffrey. I can't do running back here. I can't. Right. There's two position groups that I'm looking at right now. What are they? One, there's a wide receiver, and the second one is an edge player. Because my tight end's not there. My my, my top ranked tight end isn't there. Now, if you look at the edge group, you have multiple we got, options. We got two guys that we both we we named both of these guys in particular here, and Nick yeah. Hampton and Byron Young. And there's my next guy, Isaiah McGuire. Yes. So, I think this is going to bite me in the ass. Ali Gay is another one that I oh, – never mind. Now, you said – you said what was the other position you said? Tight end? Tight end, receiver, or edge. There's tight end. Zach Koontz is the top guy there, but your shoemaker is there still. Uh, and Payne Durham is projected to go a lot later. And then your wide receivers are here. Oh, sorry. Your wide receivers are here. Mm. Rock him. Do, 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 do. Puka Nakao. Yeah, I think there's a big drop off with the wide receivers. Yeesh. I'm telling you right now. If there's a big drop-off, then you probably should be taking one then, right? I'm a huge, huge, huge Mingo guy. I I think Mingo. I like Mingo. Ole Miss. That's where what's his name went, right? The uh, Seahawks guy. I like Mingo, yes. Look at his Raz. Look What? A.J. Brown went there. D.K. went there. I just – there's something about this guy I like. Um – I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think the Niners go wide receiver. I just think they go bigger guys. But again, again, this guy, look at look at what they're saying about him. Elite catcher of the ball with adept ball tracking, control, timing, and coordination. Routinely secures passes with hands and makes effortless high difficulty adjustments. 
flashes surgical foot speed, pacing, and sharp flexibility through breaks as a separator. He's a blocker, too. That's another thing I like. He's a blocker. Um, Go back to all real quick. Whipler's good, but too high. I can't take a center here. Uh, Pace is a phenomenal linebacker. Um, Dell is good. Pickens is good. Um, Oh, Wanya's gone? Oh, no, there he is. Okay, he's Wanya's still there. He's going to be down away, yeah. Shit, man, what do I do? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Oh, wait, hold on now. Hold on now. Yeah. Jake. Oh, hold on now, baby. Jake Moody, my ass. I ain't taking it. Uh-huh. No, no. Okay, all right, all right. Hold on, I got another one for you. Ah, uh. huh? <laughs> huh? I'm gonna go edge. Pull up the edges real quick. I think they need the speed off the edge. I'm a big, like I said, but they met. Fuck. Um. Let's see what the write-up is on Nick Hampton really quick. Nick Hampton, 6'3", 235, 34-inch arms. Hampton has an elite combination of explosiveness, twitch, and proportional length. and He can leverage the burst and length into awesome power at the point of attack. His speed-to-power framework is exceptional, but he also has twitch and active hands, hot motor, not high, but hot motor, and violent energy to offset tackles and enter pursuit. Justice Hampton's frame helps him. However, it also works against him at times. He's listed at just 235 and could be even lighter. His play strength is is visibly lacking on tape, and it impacts his ability to hold ground against run and splice through anchors in his passing game. And then that was that was on Hampton, but by, but Byron Young was offered a little better trade. <laughs> um, What's that? I wish I was offered a little better of a trade. Oh shit, Tony! Did you take? I took your guy. Who? Your edge guy, Byron. Did you? Yeah, I took. Oh, wait. Then who the hell did I just take? There's two Byron Youngs. Oh, okay. So I must have got. The, I hope I got the right one. Shit. Now I got it. I did Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go Byron Young with the edge, the speed guy. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Mike. We were up against the clock, okay? It yeah. was counting down. It was going, dude, dude, dude. I had to get the pick in. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, who's up? Oh god, I am so sorry. Oh my dude, god. Oh man, the fucking Seahawks. Damn it! I was. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. so here we are. Go Let's go to all. That's everyone. Okay. Garner Shoemaker, of course. Hi, Garner is there. Okay. Uh. Rajon Wright. 
Parham is too uh, still there. There's no trade offers, right? Uh no. Um, no, it's not lit up. Dante Stills is someone's name I've heard, but I feel like we're a little high. Where are we right now? We're one fifty. Well, it's not that high actually. Okay, go back up to the top. Boom. Brooks is a solid corner. Makai Garner is inconsistent. Shoemaker, I'm not sold on. What are they saying here in the chat? I don't even have the chat up. Am I getting roasted? Uh, <laughs> they said restart it after I mess that up. That's funny. Uh, no, don't no, tell no. me who they're projecting. Don't don't tell me. I don't want to know who they're saying. Oh, okay. I well, no, I don't see you getting roasted yet. No. Okay. Let's see. Uh, they, said toe, they said Tony Edge. He said toe like the body parts. Tony Edge. <laughs> <laughs> scroll down. Oh shit. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, back to this. My bad. Here. I'll do yeah. this. There you go. Jaquan Bennett, Mallory, Clark. Ooh, Clark, Clark. They sniffed around a lot. I know that. Um, Isn't this your guy right here? Yeah, I think. Do me a favor. Go to the tackles real quick. Defensive tackles or offensive tackles? Offense. I'm sorry. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, no. I mean... Who's the tag? Go back to the the other screen, Mike. Where where the board where we're picked, like it shows our uh, our logo. Yeah, click on our logo. I took Steen. All right, so we got safety, tackle, edge. Um, let's go. Yeah, we got a lot of picks. I'm going to go. Let's see what we got. Tight end. Uh, Yo, they don't even have my guy listed on here. This, this is. This is not nice. They are not being nice to my. Well, he might be listed as a wide receiver. Let me see if he's listed as a wide receiver. Just while you're thinking, that's all I'm looking at. Trey Knox is not listed on here at all. This is a crime. Go to the the top of the board again. Yeah. Like, look at how many. How do you do that shared screen shit? All right, so here we go. You're up with the – you want to go back to the top with all? Yeah. All and right. Scroll, scroll down slowly one more time. Uh, 
and you can quote him. I've heard about that guy, and I don't know anything about him. Oh, this uh, receiver here, Demario Douglas from Liberty. I don't know anything about him, but I've heard his name a couple of times. He's solid. He's solid. He's solid. But he's he's undersized. Oh, there's nothing even written about him here. No. Uh, 7.33 Raz, though. Go to let me grab. I know they were around. They kept hitting on that kid Clark. Control Clark. I know they they. Someone said they were really in on him. Um, he's a slot corner. Showed he could play outside a little bit. Um, oh man! Elite uh, elite has elite foot speed and burst out of transitions, and can easily correct positioning. Has a disciplined short area agility. And processing to sustain and press man can anticipate outbreaking routes and undercut passes with closing speed, brings great hip fluidity and can quickly swivel around to mirror in space. But it's rad. Take him, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, grab him. I know they, I kept no tight end, huh? Well, there's gonna be tight ends. I don't like this Malloy Mallory kid because he don't block, he's legit like. Just run straight down the field and catch passes. He's fast as shit, does not block a lick. He's like he's worse than Dwelly. Like offers you nothing in the blocking. Grab Clark there. Oh. Bring in the All body right. for competition. Uh what's this bum, trade? Bum, bum, bada, bum, bum, bum. Now look at that. Now that's a hell of a trade. Uh, is there is there another offer? There's just one. How can I tell? Scroll down. Oh, you yeah, have one, one offer. Yeah, I would take that. You want it? Yeah, I'll trade now. All right, now pull up. Uh, Look at who fucking went. Yo, I feel like this guy, Payne Durham, is meant to be a cult. Like, pull if, up if, the, I'm sorry. No, you're good. And, and Shoemaker went too. Big Brother's listening. That's why. That's wild. That um, is wild. All right, here we go. And we are on all, just so you know. So this is the list of everybody. Go to linebackers. Linebackers. Why is Dorian Williams still on? That's who I want to take. Yeah? Undersized sideline to sideline linebacker, running chase, could cover. Nothing written. He's got a high RAS score, though. Let's take him. All right. Oh, God. I can't see. They got to let me see. Didn't we just trade with the Giants? Yeah, they want to trade. They want to trade one pick with us. Then they get a future seventh from us. Nah. Why do they want to trade one pick? Because there's probably someone sitting there that they want in the computer's head. That, that means they think that think they, that means that we they think we're gonna take him. No, I don't know who it is. Go to all. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna double down now. This is where we talk about double downing on a position. I'm gonna take Ojokwu, the tackle from Boise State. 
Wow. Wow. I like it, Tony. I like it. I like it. Okay. Let's see what we got. There's my guy right there. Scroll up. Oh, my bad. I got no, you good. Oof. When's our next pick? We're going from 196 down to 216. Take Dante Stills. Take the Dante defensive tackle. Stills. He's gone. Boom. You want your quarterback? You took Stills? Yeah, you told me to take Stills. I took him. Yeah. I would take Jake Hayner here. You really do want the quarterback here? I would take him here, yes. Done. Who's on the board? Everybody. Everybody. Blow it up so I can see a little better. All right, scroll down just a little bit. Took a safety. I'm not big on him. Took a safety. Uh, uh, oh man! Pull up tight ends. Wait, here's my guy on edge. Just so you know, he's way down there. <laughs> Pull up tight ends. Tight ends. Tight ends. Well then, no, that can't be who's left. That's it, man. There was a run on him earlier. You didn't hear me say it earlier? Go up. All the way up. Fuck. No, yeah. They're they're still there. You got more. No, this is where we started. No, you started in the 400s. I didn't see these guys. Um, Now, the question is Josh Wiley or Davis Allen. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Davis Allen here. That's my dog. My guy, do they have anything written? Oh, fuck off. Coming soon. Oh, let's see. Let me zoom in over here for you. Scroll down a little bit. Alex Forsyth. Right there. Can I, can I see it? Oh, 260. Wait, wait. 260. How many picks do we have left? Ooh. Uh, scroll down. You'll Ooh. see. Hold on. So we got 253. This is our last pick. All right, click on the logo real quick. We got to take a wide receiver, Tony. We got Smith at safety, Steen at tackle, Byron Young is the edge, speed edge, control Clark, corner, Dorian Williams, speed linebacker, Ojokwu, who I feel that could be a left tackle, groomed for the future. Dante Stills, I like him as an inside-outside guy. He could offer you something as a defensive end as well. Uh, Jake Hayner, I like him as a quarterback. I like him, you know, listening to his interview. He's very confident in himself and stuff like that, something which you want to hear from a quarterback. Made some nice throws at the senior bowl. Uh, Davis Allen, not the fastest, but could block and catch and get downfield and showed it in a spread offense at 
uh, Clemson, and then you have Kendry Coburn, the defensive tackle, a big space-eating defensive tackle. I want to see if my guy Ford Wheaton is still here, the wide Who? receiver position. No, he's, he's probably long. Oh, scroll up. You still got more up top. Oh. I just want to see if any of the wide receivers that I have at the end of my thing are here. So I have Ford Wheaton. I don't see him there. He's probably gone already. Uh, is Landers there from Arkansas? Yeah. Matt Landers is there. He's 6'4", 200 pounds. Uh, he's got really, really good speed. I have a star next to him and a green sticker on him. Um, you guys can't see the sticker probably. Uh, 47 catches, 901 yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, he's he's a good wide receiver. Let me see what other guys I have marked off here. I doubt any more of them are there, though, because he was – A.T. Perry is someone that uh, I think Croc keeps talking about. Elijah Higgins, is he there? No. So he's probably the last guy that I have on my paper that's there. Uh, I have A.T. Perry written down here as well. He's highlighted. Uh, that's probably going to be it then. All right, that's my favorite wide receiver on the board. What do you want to do? Go to um, – could you blow it up a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, go to running back. Uh, go to – scroll down, actually. I'm sorry. I don't even think he's on this board. No, he ain't there. Go to defensive end. Look at you. Look at you. This guy loves his edge guys. You never have enough. Yes, Sierra. It's not yeah, this isn't a pretty drop. Huh? You have Bill, you have Caleb Murphy, who had 22 sacks from Ferris State. He was a sack leader in the NCAA. Tavares Robinson's a former Canadian football player who came to the state. Um, talented, talented rusher. Um, let me just continue to go through. Go to um, uh, corner. You're fighting the inevitable here, buddy. Go to corner. Oof. That Lutter kid, I like him. I saw him in the senior bowl. I like him. Um, go to the edge again. Did you, oh, we did the edge. Never mind. Go to offense. Go to uh, center. Scroll down. Um, no, go to, where the hell is he? Um, Wide receiver or kicker. I'm telling you, it's calling you. It's calling you. 
All right, this is what we're going to do. Go back to shrink this. Shrink, shrink it? That. Yeah, so I could see both sides. Who's got the last pick? The Texans. Go to the trade, proposal trade. Go to the Texans. Next. Click their pick. 259, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Go to our side, scroll all the way down. Mm -hmm. Give them a seventh because I think we're going to get comp picks next year. Mm -hmm. Proposed. Yes, okay. Accepted. Take Landers, the wide receiver. I got to zoom in. Hold on. Sorry. I'm going to make sure I don't mess this up. Yes. Yes. And now right. take Jake Moody, the kicker. He's not there. I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and there's your draft. All right. So let's zoom in on this here. We are going to download the results. And we are going to share them on Twitter. Oh, it doesn't let me share on Twitter. What does that mean? What the fuck is the share button for if it's not for Twitter? All right. Well, we downloaded it, and I will upload this. All right. This is this is solid, man. We started with safety. Offensive tackle Tyler Steen should not have fallen that far. I don't know how a guy gets that far down. But I, I digress. Happy it happened. I got to zoom out so I can close that ad and close this. All right. What the heck is happening? Tony, I think that if this ends up being the hall, I think some people would say that we uh we should have got tied in a little bit earlier because of the talent that was there. I think people are going to say that we probably should have gotten wide receivers a little bit earlier. But other than that, other than that, and Jake Hayner, he was a guy that met with the Niners. He was at the did he go to the local pro day? He did, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, look, let's look at the first four picks, right? All right. Who are the first four picks? Actually, I'll be I'll go out on a limb and say first five. Chris Smith, safety, Tyler Steen, offensive tackle, Byron Young, edge, uh, Catrell Clark, corner, and even Dorian Williams, linebacker. I think right now, if you ask me, like honestly, I think all five of those guys can contribute this year in some way, shape, or form. Maybe not from day one, but I think all five of those guys can contribute. Are you are you including special teams in your assessment? Yes. Oh well, then I can't argue against it. Hey, I'll even say, I think Chris Smith. I think you could see packages where they can go three safeties and put Chris Smith on the field. I could see Tyler Steen eventually overtake. If it's McKivitz or if it's whoever they want to roll more, Zakel, they, they said in the meeting that Zakel pretty much seems like he's going to be an interior guy. I think you roll the ball out. I think Byron Young would be on the field, no doubt about it. I think Kentrell Clark. See, the thing with Kentrell Clark and why he, I was He's the to, question to me. He's the question. No, he's. I think he's the best nickel corner in the draft. Hmm? I think he's the best nickel corner in a draft, inside, slot. 
Gotcha, gotcha. But my thing is this. They spent money on Isaiah Oliver. Now, does this push Samuel Womack off the roster, or does this push Samuel Womack outside to the at that corner spot as an as a right. boundary corner? Um, Dory Williams, I think, could potentially start over Flanagan Foles. You got to realize something, right? And, and I, I wish I had more time to do this. I wanted to pull up the next year's free agents. You're going to have guys like Flanagan Foles who are going to be unrestricted free agents. Uh, Burks is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Mark Crary Ball is going to be an unrestricted free agent. You have all these guys as unrestricted free agents. And now you take a guy like Dorian Williams, now who you have control of for four years, and you insert him in that defense. Now, right. potentially, Dorian Williams could beat out of Flanagan Foles. Dorian Williams could beat out of Burks for the starting spot, right? Um, so it, it's kind of like... Damn, these are all. Let me let me shrink my screen. Hold on. I, I I blocked everything from the chat before. Okay, here we are. Okay, here we are. Let's see. Yeah, I think I, I think Dorian Williams could definitely start. I think Ojoku with the wrestling background, like I told you about earlier. Um, I think he could be a potential contributor. Twenty twenty four, Stills potential contributor this year. Twenty twenty four, Hayner. Depends on what happens with this with this whole situation with this quarterback situation. Or if they trade, if they trade Lance, if they um, they cut Sam Darnold, whatever they do, right? Whatever they do, that's going to be their decision. Davis Allen, I think he's not going to take George Kittle's spot. I think he could take potentially Ross Dwelly's spot. Scroll down a little bit to see the rest of them. Oh, the picks. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick Coburn. You, everyone says, you know, we missed the DJ Jones. That is your DJ Jones, a space eating fire fire hydrant. That's him. Matt Landers, you brought up about formerly a Georgian uh, bulldog, transferred out of there, went to Toledo, then went to uh, Arkansas. Bigger guy, good footwork, high points the ball, something that we lack. And then Jake Moody comes in, competes with Zane Gonzalez, and that's what we got going on there. That rounds out the draft. Uh, undrafted free agents, I can't tell you because we're off that screen. Um, My man said that uh, Trey Knox went back to school. He did not declare for the draft. I did, that's why I can't find him on any of the draft things. Okay. Yeah, so That makes a lot of sense now. Um, hey, overall, overall, I think people were actually pretty satisfied. Uh, Quentin Dial. Oof, wow, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Dial was bigger than Coburn, though. Dial was like 6'5". Coburn's like 6'2", 330. He's smaller in stature and wider. He's like that built. So, yeah, I mean, like, listen, you got to – they got to start planning for 2024. There's, they're, they're over the salary cap. And remember how we spoke about this on the phone? They were over by, what, 15 or 18 million? That was without Bosa's extension. And guess what? That's without IU's 50 years option. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now they do have some things that they, they need to do. They yeah. need to really determine. Like, look, if Christian McCaffrey's going to be here, they get they got to give him a deal because he has no guarantees. Not just for the 49ers' sake, but for his sake also. He needs that peace of mind as well. His agent's not letting him touch the field without a new deal. 
Yeah. He's not, he's not going to let them do that. There's no guarantee. So I completely think that that's going to happen. That 12 million is going to come off the books, probably look like two or 3 million when it's all said and done on the books uh, and create 10 million in the cap space. So that's, that's one there that's going to happen. Um, I'm not sure who else or what else, but you know, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to play it out by ear and see what happens. You know, you take that fifth year option of Nick Bosa and turn that into a signing bonus or whatever. And that'll create a lot of money as well, you know? So, um, Oh, he he meant Abreu Franklin. He said that he did not mean to say Quentin Dial. That's a good. Actually, that's a good comp. Abreu mm-hmm. Franklin. That's a good comp. Big mm-hmm. stout nose tackle. That is a good comp. Who said that? Symmetry. That's my guy. Sim? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sim says nice mock Tony. Probably the most realistic I've seen in a while. Thanks. <laughs> I yeah, like I that. mean, listen. I, I gotta be honest with you guys. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I came very close to taking Mingo earlier in the draft i'm telling you right now if i could have redone it if it would have been done differently did you do you still have it or no what's that the draft the mock yeah the picture yeah i do i can can share it yeah i got it right here i just i'll just share it again so i did something for the draft and I, i i did it for this year uh i shaved my beard off man my beard is gone uh it's not staying gone i'm starting it all over this year and i'm not cutting it until the niners win a super bowl it starts with the draft it starts with the draft here's your here's your uh can you see it oh i didn't add it my bad i thought i added it back to the screen i apologize here you go what what really screwed me up was christopher smith being there And, and and that's what's so damn hard about this shit you have players that you honestly, during your evaluation, say, "What yeah, the no fuck?" This is supposed to be nine point two three, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's a typo. Um, There's no way that's his RAS score. Yeah, I don't know. What? I don't think that's true. Everything on his profiles talks about his athleticism. Wait, where's my paper? I don't even. I don't even know where they're doing it. Um, what the hell was I just gonna say? Yeah, like like a situation okay. like this, right? You don't know. Like, if I, I, I don't. I think he's gone. By I think he goes in the second round, Smith. I don't think he's in the third round. Well, well NFL has speed. him. NFL has him ranked. Uh, not ranked, but they say he's projected for the fourth, the fifth round. But again, that's Lance Zerline. So you know, what, hey. what, what do we know? We'll everything see. I on him, he was second round material. Yeah, but everything is just saying small frame, small frame, small frame. Five eleven is plenty of height. Like that's that's my size without shoes on. You know what I'm saying? Like that's me. Now, I think he's an, off the top of my head. I think he's an older prospect too because I think he was involved. He's a fifth year defensive back. I think he sat out COVID. I think he might have opted out. Oh, his, oh, yeah. athletic, his athleticism score is low. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it says 54 on here. Oh, how about that? So maybe that RAS score was right. Oh. But again, see, and this is why these these this process is so much more than just what'd you run, what'd you jump, how much did you bench? It's so much more than that. It's because at some point you have to take film into account. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I think happens in the draft is people study the film and they think they have you penciled in. 
And the only thing you can do by performing at the combine is shoot your way up. You can sneak. You can probably jump a round or two if you just blow blow the combine out the water, right? If you have a bad combine and teams still like you, you might maybe just fall a half a round or a full round. You know what I mean? I think once teams have you penciled in, you can only move up from there, really, uh, once they think they know what you are from based off of your film. Unless it's mental, and then that'll drop you all the way. You know what I'm saying? If you're in there and you're just saying, hey, so uh, what do you think about, yeah, fuck off, guys. Like, don't don't waste time drafting. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be there. You do some Deion Sanders shit, then you'll, just, you'll fall off of everyone's boards. You know what I'm saying? You'll start to fall yeah. for real. But you, do you remember that story with Deion Sanders? What? When he, I think, who was it? The Giants? He met with a team that was outside of the top 10. They were like 11. Or maybe it was a top 10 t- team. And he was like, uh, they called him to, to set up a meeting. And he was like, where do you guys pick? He's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be there. You can trade it up. Like, what the hell? <laughs> that, that's what he said to him. You can keep your playbook. I'm not even going to look at that. I'm, I'm not going to be there. Like he was cocky as hell, man. Like you can't do that nowadays. Teams, everyone's too—they're just too sensitive. They, yeah. Yo, they did not like me saying that uh, my facial hair was crazy. And <laughs> drawing facial hair every day until the Niners win a ring. I'm gonna be growing facial hair every day. They said Mike's gonna look like Gandalf because we ain't winning anything in, with the luck that we have. <laughs> That's sad. Yo, that's fucked up, man. Where's the confidence in the team, guys? We're winning the Super Bowl this year. It's happening this year. It really, really is. Jake Moody, game-winning kick. Book it, baby. Book it. So says Tony. Right, Tony? Yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) they do have bad luck, though. I ain't going to lie. Oh, my God. It's the worst. It's the worst. You ever seen a beard with dreads? Um... I don't know if it was dreads. I, I've seen them like rolled, but they weren't quite dreaded. Uh, I've said, damn, this feels weird. Normally I, I do this and like touch my beard. There's nothing down here. This is why I did a couple of shows and people were like, Mike doesn't have a neck. I have a damn neck, but you couldn't see it because my beard came down past my, my collar on my shirt. But, oh, well. My daughter said that uh, I look like my face got shrunk down. She said, I never realized your chin was so close to your lip. It looks weird. <laughs> 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 fucking kids all right man guys listen that's gonna do it man tony is there anything else you want to leave us with man what are your what are your plans for tomorrow even though we're not we don't have any picks or anything like that uh what is what is the 49ers resident i mean the nothing but niners resident gm have planned for tomorrow i'm working all day till six and then i'll be home and eat dinner with the family and then what time does it start eight or eight thirty i think it's eight it's eight o'clock and what time are we starting we can start. We can start probably around then. I gotta see what time I get home. Uh, my daughter has ballet, but that's over at six forty-five. So I'll be home, and you know, by seven, and we can do whatever we need to do. So yeah, we'll. Uh, I guess we'll shoot for eight. Maybe sounds good to me. Sounds good to me, man. I gotta set All up. Right. We can get everything ready. I'm a mess. I'm so unprepared. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. Guys, that's going to do it for us tonight. We want to thank you all for checking us out. We appreciate you guys, man. And uh, 
Fuck Tony, man. Let's go home. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, y'all. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey. See, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Nothing but Niners. We nothing but Niners. We nothing but Niners. We nothing but Niners.